0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the EG Property Podcast with me, EG Editor Sam McClary. This episode was recorded as part of EG's Future of Sheffield event and features a discussion with Kelly Hatton from Shoesmiths, Mark Jackson from Scarborough Group, Professor Vanessa Toomin from the University of Sheffield and Martin McCurvey, Chair of the Sheffield Property Association. It's the second in a two-part recording, so if you've missed the keynote interview on the Future of Sheffield, please do go and check it out available free on the EG Property Podcast channel. Over the next 45 minutes, however, you'll hear our expert panel talk about what the heart of Sheffield really is, the role that culture and collaboration will play in its journey out of the COVID-19 cause downturn, and how it should grab hold of and celebrate its unique weirdness. It is a wide-ranging discussion, but one that is definitely worth a listen. So grab a cuppa or lace up your trainers for a little panel and PT session and enjoy. Thanks again to our Future of Sheffield partners, Shoesmiths, Scarborough Group International and Sheffield Property Association. The question of what our urban centres are used for and how they should adapt has never been more pertinent. As a recent finalist in the 2020 European City of the Year, Sheffield was far along in its transformation, then, of course, this pandemic struck. However, the city has um, recently had John Lewis recommit to the city. Radisson Blue uh, is opening in the city. CMS uh, is committed to the city too. And uh, the city centre will soon get its first zero carbon office. So there is a great future ahead for Sheffield. But as we gain a better understanding of the long term challenges brought about by the events of 2020, what can Sheffield do to maintain this momentum and and tackle the upcoming challenges that inevitably face every city around the world? conversation is about reshaping that heart of the city so i'm going to start with a question to all of our panelists as they introduce themselves about where they see the heart of sheffield and i'm first going to throw to kelly hatton who's a partner at ShoeSmiths. kelly tell us a little bit about you and where you see the heart of sheffield
1: great thanks sam well morning everyone i'm kelly hatton i'm a partner at shoesmiths here in sheffield um, Sheffield's actually my adopted city. I've been here six months, so uh, sorry, six years. So for most of my career, I was uh, London-based, and I actually chose to move to Sheffield because uh, of the type of place that it is and what it could offer. Um, quite, as, as this happens with lots of people, you know, you get got um, pretty fed up with the the lifestyle in London, living in a, a two-bed flat, wanting more space, wanted green spaces, etc and Sheffield just ticked all of those boxes for me. So um, I'm a sort of living, breathing example of how can we attract people to Sheffield to come and set up businesses here. So we set up the Shoesmith Sheffield office uh, three and a half years ago, um, and it's it's been fantastic ever since. So in terms of how I'd see the heart of the city, it's got to be the city centre, that is the default answer. But I think what this pandemic has shown us is um, people need more than just the, the core of the city centre. They're looking for that whole experience of, you know, we've had to ask ourselves some pretty fundamental questions about what it is to be human. You know, what, what, what is it we value in life? What What's important to us? And I think probably 10, 15 years ago, we all knew what a city centre was for. It was, you know, that's where you go to work. That's where you went to do your shopping, you paid your bills, et cetera. And life's just completely changed since then. So I think all cities are grappling with what is a city centre for. Um, but I think it's got to be right that city centre remains the heart of that city. That's what's going to put it uh, on the global platform and, and you know help to... I suppose, make it identifiable to the rest of the nation and and, uh, and more globally. So I think it does need to have a strong city centre with a clear identity. But I think we're all grappling really with, with what a city centre is. It quite clearly is not retail uh, focused anymore. And I think Sheffield's been quite lucky in the timing of that, in that perhaps other cities that were further ahead with their regeneration of the city centre um, they are perhaps lumbered with, with a retail heavy offering. And I think Sheffield's very fortunate that we are pretty much at a crossroads right now. We've, we've done some city centre regeneration, but there's lots still to go. And we are at a perfect crossroads now to say, OK, what does this new world order look like? What do we want the city centre to be? So very exciting times for Sheffield in terms of, what what that city centre looks like the other uses that we're bringing into the centre um, so yeah lots of opportunity to to get the city centre right i would say
0: fantastic thanks thanks kelly and we'll definitely come back to how city centres are, are pivoting post post covid um, i'm going to uh, move next to to martin McCovey, who's chair of the sheffield property association good morning martin how are you and what is the heart of
1: sheffield for you
2: Good morning, Sam. Uh, Very nice to see you uh, and to see everybody else. Uh, Just by way of brief introduction, um, Martin McCurvey, I'm Chair of the Sheffield Property Association. Uh, We were founded in 2017. Uh, We are the first formally constituted property association outside of London. Our members are significant landowners, developers, businesses, all concerned with how we develop the built environment in our city. We provide advocacy, we look to inform policy making, help decision makers, and we also try to market the city in a very positive way, getting access to boardrooms where important investment decisions are being made. Your question for me, I think, has got two parts in terms of where do I think the heart of Sheffield is? Um, I come to this from 40 years in the city came here as a student and have made Sheffield my home over the last four decades. I think it's firstly about fundamentals. Um, When does the pandemic end and when does the recovery begin? Um, I do tend to think that those that are looking for a line in the sand or somehow attempting to predict the future, um, I would encourage them to stop. Um, I think we're going to make little sense of the world for some period of time to come. Uh, I think the lockdown has clearly had a profound effect uh, on cities like Sheffield. It's affected people. I think we should remember those who have died in our city from the pandemic. And it's also had an impact on business. Um, I also think close proximity to amenities, our idea of being a 15-minute city, access to outdoor space, I think is going to be increasingly important. And I think it's worthwhile reflecting because sometimes I don't think we talk enough about this, that we've got some really, really fundamental underlying assets here in Sheffield. We are the fourth largest city in the country. I think we're the UK's fastest growing cities, one off. Uh, 60% of Sheffield is in green space. Um, One third of our city is in the Peak District National Park. I think we can rightly say that we are England's greenest city. Uh, We're about to make a 50 million plus investment in walking and cycling provision in our city centre and neighbouring districts. Uh, And those are just the first steps. And I think also the outdoor city is now key. Um, I think during the pandemic, this has gone from being a nice to have uh, to an essential feature of how our city can be successful in the future. I also think we need a little bit of reality. I think we have to stop thinking um, and talking about how we might necessarily get lots of office workers back into our city centre and district centres. I think the world has moved on and we run the risk of telling people to eat their greens. Um, the shift to remote working, um, I think, is permanent, albeit I think we will see a hybrid model in terms of office life and home life. and. I think Kelly has made the very important point about our city centre can no longer just be about retail. I think there's been a fundamental shift in that and um, I don't think we'll return to city centres as we necessarily had them before the pandemic Um, and I think Sheffield is well positioned to grapple with how it might shape its new future in the years ahead.
0: Fantastic, thank you, thank you, Martin. And alongside talking about how the city centre pivots, I think there's a a great discussion to be had around around really selling Sheffield as a place to to live work and invest invest in, and um, so we'll definitely come back to that. But next on my list, I'm going to throw to Professor Vanessa Tormin, who's from the University of, of Sheffield. Vanessa, thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, give our viewers just a little bit of a, a rundown of, of your role at the University of Sheffield and tell us where you see the city's heart.
3: Um, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm director of City and Culture for the University, which is a of an office of partnerships and regional engagement so we have one dedicated area of the university which is about partnerships in the city and the region and my remit is culture and city vibrancy so i have lived and breathed the consequences of changing in the city centre for the last two years uh, where i've been working directly with the council on the future high street so the issues of the city centre are something that we have been working on We've brought in a team of experts and we've looked at all those aspects. And what you have to think about, historically the heart of Sheffield was Castlegate. That was where Sheffield was built and founded in the 12th century. The city has been for the last 200 years a linear development. so it's never had a center. It's a linear city. and trying to make it into a center is like trying to trying to turn a kind of piece of bread into a roll without understanding that the center's never been there. So instead of trying to turn it into a centre which wasn't there, celebrate that linear path, celebrate the fact there's different aspects, there's great creativity in the city. Fargate, the council did a fantastic job in terms of the pedestrianisation of squares, but what they didn't do is put anything in there. They didn't turn them into vibrant places. So I think the pandemic has made us realise that the vision that we have for connecting the heart of the city development, Fargate, High Street, Castlegate, Is connecting this one linear path through the city and turning it into a void of discovery and using culture and experience and residential. Sheffield really needs residential. And I think what Martin says about the 15-minute city, you've also got to look at district cities, that great cities are great districts. Paris is a great city of districts. Toronto is a great city of districts. We shouldn't just look at the idea that the city centre sucks everything in. We should look at strengthening the districts we have and turning the city centre into one of the most fantastic districts that we have in terms of all the amenities. Because at the moment, it's part of it is retail, part of it is history, so it's that connection. And I think making it a place for people to live and experience culture and vibrancy and and bring that wonderful greater green all the way through the city to link the outdoor city to the urban city i think that's the future of sheffield and that's what we're working on with the council
0: excellent so not just thinking about the heart but thinking about the arteries and the veins and the capillaries
3: of of sheffield like martin says the 15-minute city the 15-minute city is a concept that is 15-minute districts every area is connected but you go my favorite city in the world outside Sheffield of course is Toronto and you go to Toronto and the district parts of Toronto are amazing Uh, but the city centre was always an issue whereas instead of thinking the city centre as another really fantastic district that you want it to be as well as at the heart of like Martin said businesses won't return in the same way but culture museums theatres our art galleries our artists our musicians the wonderful urban space Sheffield Let Not Forget has won many awards for its fantastic squares and spaces and what we need to do is connect them together Fantastic,
0: thank you and we'll definitely come back to the the role of culture in in developing our, 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 our places um, Last but not least though uh, Mark Jackson from Scarborough uh, Group International uh, Mark, thanks for joining us, give us a little bit of a rundown of, of your role at, at Scarborough and and what the heart of Sheffield, or the capillaries, and veins, and uh, arteries look like for you.
4: <laughs> what a nice intro, thank you. <laughs> uh, thanks, Simon. Yeah, and thanks everybody else. Mark Jackson, uh, Director of Scarborough Group, um, principally responsible for uh, the projects in Sheffield and Leeds. Uh, in 2021, we will be um, kicking off with the final phase of our Sheffield Digital Campus Scheme, the Building Endeavour, opposite the railway station. Um, and beginning um, the very first st- steps in the sheffield olympic legacy park out in Meadowhall meadow hall in the lower Don valley um, working with existing assets there and uh, infilling to create a, a health and well-being oriented science park uh, which certainly regional uh, hopefully national perhaps even international reach and we also have uh, uh, three smaller sites uh, around the uh, sheffield united brammer lane stadium uh, slightly more challenging but uh, um, uh, a good part of Sheffield nevertheless. Um, in terms of the heart of Sheffield I suppose by contract I'm obliged to say Bramham Lane but I, I think you probably uh, you probably want something broader than that. <clears throat> the geographical heart I'd really just uh, roll straight on from what uh, Vanessa was saying. It, it, um, it is a, a, a place where the hills of Created a certain type of separation, a certain type of layout, and creating those connections with the veins, arteries, and capillaries around the city centre is important. I think Sheffield city centre is quite a good city centre anyway. It's just challenged a bit by those hills. So I very much echo Vanessa's point. And whilst um, we will need to look beyond city centres in a in a, a way that uh, maybe has changed a bit, uh, you still do need a strong focal point for any city, I believe, and I think Sheffield's well set for that. <clears throat> I think broadening the concept of the heart out of it to uh, some of the sort of a social and cultural heart, I think Sheffield is rightly perceived as a more homely, more uh, um, amenable place than cities like Leeds and Manchester which I say is a good thing and and, and not a negative thing to any of the other cities, but it provides something different, and it needs to. There's no point, point. we've always said it before, and every time we talk about this and sure people say it, there's no point Sheffield trying to be Leeds or trying to be Manchester. It does have to establish its place within the Northern Powerhouse uh, and therefore needs to provide something credible, uh, significant, but also different from Leeds and Manchester. So I think... Um that's the outdoor city, I thought, was great branding. And I think that should be carried forward. And again, very much echoing, I think, what everybody else has said. Um, so I think it's well placed. I think those connections from the city station and, again, HS2 has been called into question once more. But um, the whole plans for the area around the city uh, station, very grand ideas. But I think right, correct ideas. You need, you need to be ambitious. You need to be bold. Um, the rejuvenation of the moor, which I think is a good thing, um, and I also think that in, in some ways it was good that the Seven Stones in the original Heart of the City Scheme didn't go forward as it did. I think that would have been something that we've now been looking back and possibly regretting. So I think the rejuvenation of the moor, which I think is is actually a good layout and, and uh, offers, offers quite a lot <clears throat> in connection and working together in a sort of well-managed way with the, the rest of the city centre, I think it's important. But as I say, the broader sense, I think the universities have got a huge role to play. They're, they're very usefully located pretty much within the city centre. They're, they're good central locations for the universities. And I think culturally and um, <clears throat> the culture of Sheffield, I'd say, and the potential with education from universities in there, I suppose the technical college system as well can really drive Sheffield forward to to, to an industrial renaissance essentially. You know, steel and <clears throat> steel and covery were high tech one day. It's just about harnessing the new technologies and, and, and starting again, and that's what we'd hope to do and play a big part of.
0: Fantastic. Thanks, Mark. Um so let's let's have a conversation around um, Sheffield's Sheffield's new new start, I suppose. We 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 you're getting some new people in in the council um, come uh, come January, uh, and that offers a a really great chance to start fresh, start start anew. And you know the pandemic has taught us all many different different things. We which I hope that we hold on to when life gets back to normal in in some way, shape or form. So I'd really like to talk around. The lessons that have been learnt and what 2021 is going to hold for for Sheffield in terms of repurposing places, um, bringing that culture throughout the the city, uh, and and really really capitalising on on the on Sheffield as the outdoor city because you do have all this this um, natural. Um, uh, I was going to say natural talent, which was going to be the wrong word, but I think it's the right word because it is a real attraction to, to the city and to the surrounds. Martin, I'm going to throw that long-winded question at you. Apologies.
2: Yeah, I should say, as a matter of fact, Sheffield's got huge talent. Um, it's a very interesting question, actually, and I think, let me try and deal with this in the context of change because we are at a very interesting point as a city, we will have Kate Josephs arriving in January as our new chief executive. We will have a new leader of our council on the 7th of December. <clears throat> and the conditions are now clearly being established in the city that we are about to embark upon a period of change. But I think it's important that we, we understand what change means in Sheffield. And it's, it's not just about personalities. Uh, I think we're seeing a change in how we do things. We're seeing a change in terms of new forms of collaboration, new forms of partnership. I mean, if I think about the Sheffield Property Association, the relationship we've got with our city council is one of our real strengths. Um, We are a critical friend. We want to support. We're engaged with the cultural community. We're engaged with the universities. There is a new partnership in Sheffield that is very, very, I think, fundamental to... How the city is going to go forward. Um, two little examples that I think speak volumes of that are no sooner had the pandemic <clears throat> arrived in our city than we set up the business recovery group with the council and the business community, the voluntary sector, our charities, our universities and we created this very, very important sense of partnership. We've developed and now are delivering our recovery plan Um, One of the priorities in that plan is our city centre. Culture is a priority in that plan. And we are very, we are very, very embraced in new ways of working together because the pandemic is challenging us to do things differently and to find new ways of working together. Um, Linked to that, which I think is equally important, is we take our responsibility as a core city in the wider Sheffield City region very seriously. Um, It's very important that we support Mayor Dan Jarvis um, as he negotiates um, with government uh, on support for the city and the region, but also how we help the Mayor to deliver that strategic infrastructure that we need. Mark's talked about HS2, our universities. These are all really important institutions that we need to be working with together and supporting. Um, And lastly on this, because I do think it's important to say thank you. Um, We do thank our leader, Councillor Julie Doerr, who has led the city for the last 10 or 11 years, and she will be stepping down in December and uh, we thank her very much. And I'm sure I speak on behalf of everybody from Sheffield here today for the contribution that she has made to our city over the last decades.
0: Thank you, Thank you, Martin. Martin. So, so, connected to, to that, the, um, the, the point you made about culture, and we, we, we touched on it earlier, um, Vanessa, I'd be really keen to, to hear from from, from you the, the role that you see culture having in the city, particularly, I guess, from, if I think back on to a real estate audience and how they might have thought a few years ago now that, you know, culture was a a nice to have, you know, outdoor spaces were a nice to to have, but they weren't um, income
3: driving. That's completely different now, isn't it? I think there's various aspects where you look at culture. People tend to put it in a box and it's not in a box. It's not even an art gallery and a museum in a box. I think one of the things that the pandemic has realised I think, firstly, going back to what we said, Sheffield and the core city, I think the pandemic has made us all realise that we are in a region. Sheffield City region is something that we work together, we're part of together. And what happens in Barnsley impacts and Doncaster impacts in Sheffield. So that's the same as culture. We have got always a very strong cultural office. Sheffield has always been known as the core city. Uh, It's always um, cool and interesting in that way. And I think the aspect, the relationship with the, the musicians, the studios, the artists we've got 58 recording studios in Sheffield, we've got 63 small breweries, we've got 115 artist studios in one mile in the city centre. We never really made the most of that, and the real estate have not really made the most of that. It's always what we, what, um, Bruce Katz said when he came four years ago to Sheffield, the weirdification, the weirdification of a city is a really important aspect. And Sheffield has got a weirdification better than anyone in a way, because we pride ourselves on that. And I think what's been great about the, the partnership models that Martin's talked about is that five years ago when myself and Kim, my colleague in Sheffield Museums, inspirational leader in the city, talked about Year of Making, we really were talking to ourselves we weren't talking to the people who could support us properly. And now I realise that when we pitch culture, we don't pitch culture to each other. We pitch culture to the business groups, the government. And, and we pitch it as let's have a discussion, not this is what we want we do and we want you to pay for it. We go to people now through the business groups and the Sheffield Property Association like, yeah, yeah, help us understand what it is. And I think that's what we do. We've always done conversation really well in Sheffield, but sometimes we haven't actually then had a delivery point. And I think what people like Martin, who are giving their time voluntarily to help the city that they love, help people like me who are doing it as a job in a way, but I love it, make me realise that there's two sides and two discussion points, or many, but we always have to have... Martin's very clear at telling us in meetings, what are we going to do next? you know. And I think that's what's really important what we do next and have those conversations in but actually have help our council help our organizations have a plan not just throw stones at them but say well let's help you but they are good enough and big enough now to realize local authorities all over the country don't have the assets anymore to do a top-down plan they need people like me from the university martin from the business sector mark they need us to work together and i think sheffield learned that lesson a lot earlier because it had no money, and it had to basically ask us to help. And I think a lot, a lot, of, a lot of our local authorities can learn that lesson from Sheffield. So I think, I think, like we said, um, the pandemic in one way has given us an opportunity to talk to each other, and listen, and learn, and rather than impose our own very set ideas. And I'm not saying I did that. I'm saying sometimes you come from your bubble and you forget that you're part of a stream. The,
0: with the the keynote before we we jumped into this um, discussion, and mentioned that you know one of the greatest things that has come about from from the pandemic is collaboration in the in the city, which um, which follows from from your point, Vanessa, and uh, and I think that is that's so important going forward, isn't it? If we if we want to um, create stronger places to come out of this pandemic, we absolutely have to have to work together. Um, I also love this idea of the weirdification of of places, um, and because it, it makes a place different, doesn't it? And that's a really good um, sales pitch. You know, come to come to Sheffield because we're weird, but weird is
3: weird is it. <laughs> I, I, I work on primarily as a, as a researcher. I work on seaside regeneration, and I've done many years in Blackpool, and I'm now working in Morecambe. And I spent 20 years being told that this. Seaside is going to be the Shoreditch of the North or the Brighton of the North. And Martin and I, another, probably Mark, used to roll our eyes when we get people to presenting Sheffield can be the Toronto of England or Sheffield could be the Pittsburgh. No, we don't want it. We're Sheffield. We've just got to have pride in what we can do and learn the lessons like infrastructure delivery and endgame, but the content is here. Thank you. Mark, can you tell us a little bit about the the content
0: that, you, the, um, that you're going to deliver at, at Digital Campus and the Olympic part too, and how I guess how that makes Sheffield Sheffield or Sheffield different or Sheffield weird?
4: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the, the Endeavour's a straightforward grade A office building in reality and just well-placed, and that's a very traditional uh, institutional property product. And, um, which Sheffield needs to make sure it's attracting, you know, the high, high value jobs and uh, particularly if government's on the move again, which we, look, we've all been promised before. It didn't happen, I think it was one in the early 80s and one in 1968 of these sort of mass de, uh, decentralisation movements. But you, you can maybe believe um, more and more that that's going to happen because of the political map. Um, <clears throat> I think that uh, the, the thing that really is, going to plug into the lifeblood and the, the heart and the whole spirit of Sheffield because I can really not to be boring and <clears throat> just echo exactly what Vanessa said but that cultural difference is important and the reason why Sheffield's got so much history and so much character you, 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 you don't need to be anybody else you just you know you just do what you do well and I think that that, um, that that character and culture turns into branding <clears throat> and people need to see something different. Cities and towns became a little bit too homogenised in the uh, 80s and 90s, so people are looking for that difference, and people are demanding it, demanding it more. <clears throat> so, uh, Olympic Legacy Park is a very exciting project. It's it's a, a first area of uh, an 80 acre master plan, but it's around the former Don Valley. Um, stadium. So there's the English Institute of Sport in Sheffield already there, I Sheffield, the arena. So there's a, an environment. there, the canal, the tram line, the tram stop, uh, the, uh, the Attercliffe, <clears throat> which is once a sort, of, sort of you can see was such a you know well well off place in the old days, and now it's it's slipped back a bit. But there's a hell of a um, a community there that's really trying to bring that whole thing back. And looking at Olympic Legacy Park and saying yes, yes, bring it on. So we're looking at creating health and well-being focused science park off the back of the sheffield hallam university awrc and national center for food excellence in food technology i think the right term Uh, there's utc down there the oasis academy so you've got education brought into it and i do think that like cambridge i suppose and like maybe one or two places down to like like southampton i think sheffield's future can lie in harnessing that um, university education and and what that can spill out from two very strong universities and the other education institutions within. <clears throat> so, what we're creating is, is a, a, a science park, really, but trying to move on to the next step. Um, bringing in um, the, one of the partners in uh, the stakeholder partners in, uh, in the Legacy Park is uh, the NHS. And of course, you can't get a better standard bearer than that, with due respect to the universities, if you're looking at a health and well-being oriented science park. and. What you've got to do there is curate a community, as uh, people in, in, in Science Park uh, tell you, it's, <coughs> it's about creating a place where people want to be so they can collaborate and it's very much about that collaboration and it's real, it's not a, a throwaway soundbite or something you say for the marketing, it's actually how those things operate and then they grow over time. <coughs> so. <coughs> it's 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 much less about buildings that and it's about the, the what the buildings do in creating the environment putting the right people in the right places and enabling them to to uh, uh, to collaborate to meet and the sort of classic uh, thing about bump space i.e creating meetings between people who otherwise weren't looking for each other but actually finally can solve each other's problems to create new business and that's how new industry starts and the good thing is uh, investors are noticing that now. Um, America's obviously got a lot of uh, Silicon Valley and what have you, but places like Cambridge and Oxford and then some of the things in the southwest based on the old um, defence or, or, or uh, UK government establishments and science parts have grown from them. Um, I've shown that these things can happen, and so there's a great interest in them. And it's it's beautifully set up. The, the whole thing, all the infrastructure's there, if you like. It's just ready for us to sort of make the environment work. And it's well connected to Sheffield. You know, you've got the canal, you've got the walks, you've got the cycles, uh, roads if you must these days, obviously. <clears throat> um, the, uh, the 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 car has been seen as a bad thing for a long time, really by the green agenda. But the decarbonisation of the car, we can't forget it because some people do need it. It's not everybody who can have the luxury of cycling or, or, or whatever. Some people have lifestyles that just don't allow that. Um, and then we've got, you know, the 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 bus routes and everything around there. So it's 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 an old industrial area that's really ready to rejuvenate. So that's an exciting one is Limpet Legacy Park, and and we want to shift the needle on the GVA of the, of, of Sheffield and the region.
0: So it sounds there from everything that everyone said that there is there is so much um going on in in Sheffield there's such a story to tell and before um I stop hogging all the questions and I uh, ask some of the questions that will come in for you all um just a, a a last one from from me to Kelly Um, you know there is all this um opportunity is Sheffield shouting about it loud enough and if not how do we how do we shout louder
1: well, I think we'd all admit that perhaps Sheffield, by tradition, is quite a modest city. We we kind of, we know what we do, we love what we do, and, and perhaps we, we do keep a bit quiet about it. Um, I think that's changing. I think sort of the, with the help of universities and other organisations, you know, like MIPIM, for example, you know, the, the, the relevant people are out there shouting as, as much as we can about it. So I think it's changing. But I also think the the pandemic is making people rethink what they want for their lives and their their working lives, their personal lives. So it may be that in the next few months and years, people might start to reflect on, well, do I want to be doing an hour's commute into Manchester? Do I want to be doing 90 minutes into London? I, I think there's going to be quite a lot of of people sort of reflecting on their lives and thinking, where do I want to be? So I think the, our key message of being the outdoor city is absolutely the the primary one that we should be pushing for. Um, and also, as the others were saying earlier, this um, the, the unique nature of Sheffield's cultural offering. Um, I saw uh, I heard a quote last week which I thought was particularly nice and and very Sheffield typical Um, Sheffield without arts and culture is like a roast dinner without Yorkshire pudding and I think that just um, sums up Sheffield and the Sheffielders very beautifully that um, you know we we tell it how it is but um, maybe we're not getting out there shouting enough so yeah events like this are are, a great a great platform for the city and as Martin said, um, getting the the real estate industry together and and key stakeholders as part of the Sheffield Property Association is is really helping us shout about it on a national platform.
0: Fantastic. Well, hopefully we can help um, turn up the volume um, through this discussion today. Um, Now, I know we haven't got a huge amount of time left, so I'm going to quick fire these questions at you because there's some really great questions coming from our audience. So, uh, the first question is um, public spaces will become even more important post COVID. What are we, Sheffield, doing to ensure a world class public art strategy? Vanessa, you're going to answer this one. Uh, does one exist? Without art, we're only animals. With art, we are human. Uh, art is so important to unite people and create powerful, lasting impressions. What a great question! Or oh,
3: mute i find that question quite elitist because it means art i would say art culture all the creative arts so take it away from art and turn it into the creative arts because i think that is what underpins what we are as a city and i think an art strategy should be an artistic vision and a curation in terms of what we put in but i'm really against putting one single big piece of artwork in the middle of a city I, I i don't think that's a sheffield way and i wouldn't support that personally or As institutionally, it's a different aspect. But what I think really is, is that a true city of Sheffield, we're a a city of makers. Make Yourself at Home is the brand that we look at. We make Sheffield made is what the university says. Sheffield made me as a person and I benefited from that absolute infrastructure around me of wonderful artists and craftsmen and musicians. So Sheffield is one of the top music cities in the world. Sheffield is one of the largest producers of beer in the country, if not the biggest. So that is art. So what is one man's Yorkshire pudding or one woman's Yorkshire pudding is another person's nut roast. We mustn't forget (laughs) that about Sheffield. Can I just
2: follow up on that, Sam? Of course, Martin. I'm going to use the opportunity to shout about Sheffield because I think this cultural discussion... um, very much builds upon where the city is at the moment. Let's just look at some of the fantastic things that are going on in our city at the moment. If I think of Park Hill, the largest uh, listed structure in Europe, work being done by Urban Splash and Alumno, at the heart of that is S1 Art Space, an artist-led organisation, providing huge help and space for artists to be creative and to do their work. If I look at Castlegate that Vanessa has mentioned, this wonderful ability for us to reimagine the birthplace of our city, Sheffield Castle, um, linking in with the River Dawn, the River Sheaf, Tinsley Canal, creating that new urban centre for heritage, innovation, digital technology. And at the very heart of that, we will have Harmony Works, which is going to be a new music hub Mm -hmm. in our city, uh, helping 76,000 children to access music, working with over 170 schools in our city. Uh, this is this is real life example of where property, investment, culture, heritage, art is all coming together to create this wonderful sense of place, I, I think is what it's about. And if I look at what RBH properties are doing at Pennine Five in our city center, this new connection of five buildings, very much themed around well-being, health. Um, We have numerous examples in our city of really strong property, culture, heritage, art coming together in a way that I think begins to shape how we see our city. And it's about community, it's about our people, it's about creating the right environment for the investor it's about working with fantastic businesses like Scarborough who, who have invested in our city over a long period of time and a lot of other developers. It's about working with our universities. Uh, it's that sense of partnership and collaboration uh, with culture and heritage and art uh, driving through all the things that we're trying to do. I, I think it's it's a time to be really upbeat
1: Absolutely,
0: and yeah. positive. And you've you've sort of answered um, many of the other questions questions here, which are about, you know, what incentive measures can um, developers adopt to bring people back to the city? Um, You know, what are we doing around designing um, to um, future pandemic lockdowns and, and things like that? But I think that you have... Have answered that through the very many things that Sheffield has to to offer. So I guess my my rounding question to everyone would be the um. Given that the title of this event is about the future of Sheffield, your your one takeaway that you would your one ask, I suppose, of the city and of people that that come to it or look to invest in Sheffield, your one ask of them to make sure. That there is a great future for for Sheffield. Uh,
1: I'm going to start with you, Kelly. Um, I think in terms of investors and developers coming into the city, I would I would ask that they take that holistic view to the built environment. I think so. We see so many developments that you know they're pretty um, similar, no matter what city they're in. And I think, as the others have just said, that sometimes we're a bit siloed between what we build and then sort of the icing on the cake is is the, you know, one bit of sculpture or something. And I would say to try and view our city and the placemaking that goes on here, as the whole thing being sort of an artistic project where art and design overlap. So art can be it can be about the green space, the public realm that you do. It can be about the creative and innovative street furniture that goes with placemaking. So I think that siloed approach of I'll design my building over here and then right at the end I'll put a sculpture there, that's not what we want for the city. We want the whole look and feel of a building and the public realm to feel like it's an expression of... of I mean, art makes it sound a bit highfalutin, but it's, it's what being human is about it's it's you know why do we go into the center why do we go and enjoy these spaces it's how they look how they feel are they beautiful spaces so that would be my one ask i think to, to see it as a you know art and beauty shouldn't be dirty words in in the real estate industry i think build with art and beauty very much at the center of what you do and sheffield will be very welcoming to you if you take that approach Fantastic. Thanks,
0: Kelly. Mark, same question to you.
4: Um, I'm going to be greedy and claim two asks. Um, (laughs) One is, I think, echoing what um, Martin said earlier, it's partnership. It's making sure all these big institutions work together. And I think in the last 10 years, probably off the back of the, um, the financial crisis, the public sector and private sector work better. I think the public sector has got more comfortable with the private sector and have seen that other public sector institutions that have taken the leap of faith, if you like, with the private sector have seen great uh, great benefits. And so I think that culture is working its way through. Um, and then I think belief. I think, uh, again, not to over or, or, or sort of generalise, after sort of 30, 40 years of post-industrial decline, it's easy for a, the culture of a city to be feel a bit battered, bruised and beaten and sort of lose hope and one, whatever. <clears throat> but you just gotta you know, believe in yourself and that, that's that's back to the partnership, I suppose. It's, so it's not two asks, it's one asking two halves. There you go, I'll claim that back. Um that, that that belief is belief in the institutions, working with the councils, don't just sit there and moan, actually do something about it and believe and and, and buy into it. Don't just sit there and think, oh, it'll never happen. And I think a lot of in, uh, in, uh, cities that have been through that whole post-industrial cycle probably it's have it's, it's really got the same issues to get over. And I think Sheffield is well on the way to doing that. That's not an exhortation or something that I don't think's happened. I think it's getting there and I think it's started. But it's really got to be root and branch. The, the, the place has got to believe in itself. And from that comes everything. That comes the culture. There comes the art. That people start discovering things rather than just sitting there feeling beaten and, you know, we'll, we'll never do that, nobody will give us a chance sort of thing. So it's about seizing the day.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Mark. Vanessa?
3: Oh, I'm so inspired by what Mark said. I'm trying to remember what the question was now. Uh, what would you ask of Sheffield or what do you want people to ask of Sheffield? What would
0: you ask of people for Sheffield?
3: Um, I think the question is posed, who, who are you asking? So if I'm asking a visitor to come to Sheffield, or investor to come to Sheffield, I'm asking them to look at how they can utilise the local talent, the local suppliers, the local businesses, the local uh, artists and writers, and not not impose an idea of what they think the city should be. Don't come to Sheffield and say you should be more like Manchester Leeds and all these other places. (coughs) I'm looking forward to the day I go to Manchester and say you should be more like Sheffield. (coughs) Right? And I, I'm a Manc, so I, you know what I mean? I'm a Lancastrian saying that. I, I would say for the people of Sheffield is kind of respect, enjoy and appreciate what you have as a city, which I think the pandemic has made people realize that those green spaces the council have invested in, those wonderful parks and arteries that we work to, but also the rivers, the waterways. We as a Sheffield, as a city have for 40 or maybe 200 years, polluted our waterways and now in the last 10-15 years we have the most incredible rivers going through the city. Salmon has returned to Sheffield, the River Don, all the deculverting. Take pride in what we do, stop criticising for what we don't do, but take pride in what we do do well and just say, you know, try and do the rest a bit better and a bit faster and a bit quicker and a bit more responsive. But, you know, I've always said that about Sheffield, it's like we don't really take enough emphasis about what we're really good at and we don't No, I, I kind of understand this inherent modesty and not saying it to the right people you know which some of our colleagues have said but no we are saying it what I'm saying is we're saying it to each other we need we need a bigger echo chamber I say yeah excellent
0: thank you last but by no means least Martin the final word
2: yeah I'm um, when you asked the question I I was immediately, my attention turned to something that our city council's done, which I think is wonderful. And if you visit the website of the city council, you'll find out about it. But they've got this wonderful concept. Maybe it's even a marketing tool called Make Yourself at Home. And for me, that just sums Sheffield up. I I would say to people outside looking in, come and make yourself at home in Sheffield. Um, I came here 40 years ago. I think the the honesty, the vitality, the imagination, the sense of wanting to get things done. The people of Sheffield, the business community, our institutions, we don't always get it right, but but we have a sense of wanting to be all together. I think I would encourage people to buy into that. The other thing I would say to people coming to our city is come and join our partnership and collaboration. I think come and work with us and help us to shape the vision for the city. And I suppose ultimately, everything in life, I guess, is about delivery and outcomes. Be a part of making our city an even better place than it is today. I think the opportunities are um, fantastic.
0: Excellent. Now, I said um, final word for you, Martin, but we all know that I always get the final word. <laughs> but I'm going to use several because um, I jotted down as, as we went round there a few um key words and i think these are something for sheffield and for every city but particularly for sheffield to hold on to so you talked around partnership about belief and believing in ourselves about creativity and heart about talent about being ourselves about respect and appreciating exactly what we what we have and how lucky all of us are about pride about home and about community, and if there is anything that sums up what a place should be and what the heart of a city should be, I think it is those those words there. So, what a what a wonderful um, way to end this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today for this Future of Sheffield event. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the EG Property Podcast. We hope you found the content insightful and helpful. If you'd like more of the same and to keep up with all the latest news, views, analysis and research that the EG Group has to provide, be sure to sign up to all of our property podcasts and subscribe to Radius Data Exchange for unlimited access to all of our content and comprehensive commercial real estate data.